Cashology by FMBO, a podcast devoted to the art and science of managing your money. It's like school, except your only homework is living your best financial life. Class is now in session. Welcome, and thanks for listening today to the Cashology podcast, hosted by your guide on the path to financial savvy, me, Julie Wyans. On this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about budgeting for your home. And I have today an expert in home buying, Rusty Johnson. Welcome, Rusty. Hey, Julie. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I am beyond excited to have you as our expert on home buying because you are a premier real estate agent in the Omaha area. Can you tell us a little bit more about your experience? Yeah, um, I'll try to, to, to shorten it up here. Uh, I'm from Lincoln originally, um, spent uh, some time in Phoenix after college, came back to Omaha in 2011, and I've been in real estate ever since. So at this point, I've uh, uh, it's on my 10th year, I've uh, bought and sold probably over 400 houses. I have a real estate team and a business partner. And uh, yeah, I guess I buy and sell anything from condos downtown, uh, new construction out west and uh, remodels uh, in between. So really uh, anything and everything in the Omaha metro area, I can uh, uh, help you or answer questions on. Um, and, and that's kind of me in a nutshell. So really this episode, selfishly, I'm going to get a lot out of because I am looking to be a first-time home buyer soon, hopefully in the year 2021. Uh, so I need you to walk me through the steps, Rusty. I, I trust you implicitly. I need you to tell me as a real estate agent, where do I go first? Absolutely. Uh, well, the first thing that you're doing right is, is you're asking questions and you're looking to someone for advice. Um, I think that's where um, our society... Uh, doesn't ask as many questions anymore. A lot of times they just, you know, they, uh, they look at things online and they read a few things, which is a great start. But um, Omaha is going to be very different than Denver. Denver is going to be different than uh, LA or Kansas City. Uh, so the first thing you want to do is just have the awareness of saying, okay, I want to buy a house. What do I do next? And from there, that leads into a bunch of questions of where do you want to live? How do you? How much do you want to spend on a house? What do you want your monthly payments to look like? Um, there's a saying out there that that goes, you know, everybody wants the house, but nobody wants the mortgage. Um, what people, you know, often uh, forget during this transaction, which is why it is so important to start early, is that uh, buying a home is for the most people going to be the the biggest investment of their life ever. Um, so obviously, certain times. Um, a student loan might rival that or unfortunately a medical bill, but, you know, purchasing a home being the biggest investment means, uh, spending a lot of time on the preparation for it. Wow. Really, uh, putting zero pressure on this process. (laughs) by saying it's the most and biggest purchase we'll ever make. Uh, good. Now I'm sweating a little bit. Um, so now that I've thought through, okay, this is how much I want to pay in a mortgage. Um, what else do I need to consider? Obviously, location, looking at market prices. I mean, what could you tell us about scoping that out and how we should gain insights there? Absolutely. And, and I'll even, you know, back up one more step before I lead into that too. Um, most of us either we either rent or we own. I, I think, you know, obviously we can live at mom and dad's house for free, but the majority of people either rent or own. Those are the two options. So a person that is renting, that's looking to buy, they have to analyze what's, you know, how does my monthly rent payment look versus owning a house? Um, and so from there, what you also have to look at is saying, okay, if I am going to purchase a house and it makes uh, financial sense right now, how long am, gonna, am I going to be in that house? 
So if it's only going to be a one or two year endeavor, then we might talk a little bit more if buying is the right strategy for you. You know, um, there's always a way to win in real estate and there's certainly plenty of ways to lose in real estate. Um, I've had people purchase and hold on to a house for a year and profit from it. I've had people that have been in their house for, you know, 30 or 40 years. Um, but probably making that analysis is where you want to start. And then once you've got to the point of saying, okay, per, you know, purchasing is right for me. Um, then we do start asking those questions of, you know, you know, what do you want out of your house? Is this something to where, you know, you plan to be here for three or five years? Do you plan to raise a family here? Um, do you want to be within walking distance of, uh, you know, restaurants and bars and parks and things like that? Or do you need more space, uh, which might take you, you know, a little bit further out West, uh, to, to a newer development? Um, there's a whole plethora of, of, of conversations, um, and questions that, uh, that I would ask, you know, anyone, including yourself, um, about, you know, if you're going to buy a house and spend all this money, what do you want out of it? Um, and then from there, you know, we decide uh, what kind of price points we're going to spend. Um, are we going to, you know, lean towards new construction? Are we going to do something that's more maintenance free, like a townhome that has, you know, snow um, and lawn care included in it? So it really depends on what the client's looking for. Um, and we just start to, you know, go down like a list of questions from there. That makes a lot of sense. When it comes to investment time-wise into property, do you have a rule of thumb that you advise your clients? Is it five years, three years, or is it really dependent on the property itself? Uh, you know, there's there's a couple ways to go about it. Yes, I mean, some people will look at the black and white of, of the financials and say, um, you know, I'm going to put a down payment of this. I'm going to make X amount of, you know, uh, payments. And then when I sell, it should look like this. Um, in the Midwest, what I can say is a lot of people are looking to stay here for quite some time. So we're going to be looking at things as far as like, what's their life plan look like? You know, are, are they fresh out of college and they're wanting to buy like a starter home um, to avoid paying rent? Do they want to have some roommates live with them to help them pay down their rent? And then do they want to sell that in five years um, and then move on to the next one? Or some people who maybe got a little bit later start in life aren't buying the first house until they're 30 or 35. So they might want to spend a little bit more to get a little bit more out of the house, something that's going to keep them there for 10 to 15 uh, years while they're raising their kids, um, which leads into conversations of school districts and yard sizes and um, you know, things, I guess, in, in those areas there. When it comes to the home buying process, in my opinion, picking a real estate agent seems very important to help guide on this path, right? Um, how should someone go about that in searching and finding someone compatible? Absolutely. And that's a great question. Um, there are going to be a lot of options for uh, real estate agents pretty much in any market. Our, uh, what our TV channels have done is, is made the real estate world look very glamorous. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's a lot of hard work that goes behind the scenes. There's nights and weekends. Um, so first things first, you know, in addition to real estate agent, you want to surround yourself with, um, you know, friends and family support. Um, and then, you know, ask their opinion on it. Do they own a house? Do they have, you know, uh, recommendations? From there, if you find someone uh, and you meet them online, uh, online is, is, is a great way to meet a real estate agent. But you always want to ask questions. You want to, you know, see how just like uh, your, your family doctor, um, you know, or if you're looking to build a home, how long have you been in this business? You know, what is your experience? Do you do this part time? Do you do this full time? Um there are so many uh, uh, people that enter this industry that, that are new and new is not bad, but new might just mean a little bit more of an experience. So you have to ask yourself if you are going to be spending 
200,000, 500,000, whatever that number is, do you want someone that's been selling homes for six months or someone that's been selling it for two years, five years, 20 years? Um, and you have to make sure that you have a plan uh, in mind with them. With an experienced real estate agent, what would we expect from them? Do they help us negotiate the price of the home? What else? You know, Julie, when I sit down and I talk with uh, buyers for the first time and especially strangers, my first thing that I want to do is is aim to gain their trust. Because again, um, even if they were referred to me, you know, through a friend of a friend, um, again, I'm still helping them out making a significant purchase. Um, so so we're, I'm just going to start to get to know that person. I want to know about their family. I want to know about, um, uh, you know, how long they plan to be here. I want to know about their work. Because so many little questions tie into the long-term plan. So for instance, a person might say, Hey, I can only afford, um, you know, this monthly payment right now. Well, one question I ask a lot of people is, um, no problem. Your budget is your budget, but you know, what's, what's your job scale look like, you know? So maybe you're making, you know, let's use a $50,000 for a round number and you can afford, uh, you want to buy a $200,000 house. Um, you know, some jobs as we know, or some industries, you might go from making $50,000 to, you know, $80,000 in the course of, uh, of a year or two. So does it make sense to maybe uh, either wait a little bit to buy a little bit bigger home, or does it make sense to you know to stretch your budget a little bit further because you know that your income is going to be coming in um, at, at a much greater rate you know in a year. Another thing is down payment and the I guess the, the loan process. Um, there's a few types of loans out there, and without getting on on big tangents, um, people can are can typically expect to put about three to five percent down um, as a minimum payment on a home. Now, Nebraska is, is, is unique in nature, um, and there's other uh, states like it as well, to where we have a program to where uh, if you qualify for it, you can purchase a house for as little as $1,000 down. Um, so really, you know, some people want to put as little down as possible. Some people want to put down more because they want to um, have a lower monthly payment. Um, so there, it's really about getting to know the client and getting to know, you know, what their long-term plans are. Maybe it makes sense to, again, hold on to it for three years, then sell. Maybe it's something to where we should spend a little bit more so we can stay there longer and not have to worry about a move again in five or six years. It's really interesting, Rusty, that you talk about financial transparency. Because when I think about finances around buying a home, I think about those conversations happening with more of my mortgage loan officer. But from what you're saying, being that transparent with your real estate agent will help in the long run in purchasing the right size home for you. I mean, when it comes down to disclosing, you know, certain finances to a real estate agent, what is it exactly? I mean, do you, would I tell them my income, how much I want to put down as a down payment? What would you recommend for a client to say? You know, it, it, I guess it, on one hand, it definitely depends on um, how well you know the person. In my job, there are a lot of personal questions I have to ask people. And I, and I take that role very, very seriously. So you know, people, I know people's incomes and I know debts they might have that all stays with me. Um, just like, you know, no different than you talking to a doctor or a lawyer. But the reason why I, I encourage people to be transparent with myself is because it's very easy to wake up one day and say, hey, you know, my friends just bought a house and, and it was a beautiful house and it's on Pinterest and I saw them they're on Facebook and, and I want to go after that same thing. Well, they might think, hey, we have the same job. Hey, we might make similar amounts. But a person's what's called a DTI, debt to income ratio. One person might have a $500 car payment and a $400 student loan and you, know, you name it, a list of bills. And the other person might have things paid off. So 
you know, if your real estate agent or your loan officer, for that matter, they're not working together, um, then a person might, you know, make a purchase. They might qualify for it on paper, but in, in a year, they might get really, really tight on their numbers to where it could force them into not making their payments, um, you know, foreclosures and short sales are, are the things you want to avoid. So, you know, yes, obviously the, uh, the loan officer is going to be the one, the person that absolutely needs those numbers hardcore. Um, and I always respect that if people don't want to share with me, but you know, my mindset is always the more I know about my client, the more I can help. So, you know, does it make sense to put 20% down or does it make sense to put 5% down? Well, my question would be, you know, do you have any significant life changes coming up? You know, are you planning a wedding where you're going to be spending 10, 20, $50,000? So maybe putting a little bit lesser down now might be in your best interest versus putting more down. You know, do you plan to do a lot of repairs to a house and fix it up in a certain way? Well, you might want to keep more money in your bank account versus putting more money down. So that's kind of a snapshot of, uh, of I guess, a couple of examples of things that we do discuss along the way. Makes a lot of sense. The last thing I wanted listeners to hear was just a little snippet of the process because we do have an episode on kind of mortgage 101 basics already in our arsenal. But what I want to um, learn about is at what point do we talk to a real estate agent? I mean, we obviously, we need to get pre-approved for a mortgage. Do we talk to a real estate agent before or after that? Well, as the saying goes, uh, you know, everybody wants the house, nobody wants the mortgage. So what you typically see happen is people look online, they find a house, um, they want to look at the house even before they know if they can buy it. Um, my recommendation for anyone is um, the first time I bought a house was in 2005 and it was not a great experience. Um, uh, so from that, I've learned that a lot of times people don't know what questions to ask and what not to ask. So when I sit down and, and we start talking about the process, it involves a lot of planning. Um, and with our market, our real estate market right now, here we are at the beginning of um, you know, 2021 end of January, and our market's already seeing multiple offers um, all across the board. Inventory is a little bit low. So the earlier you start having these conversations, the more you can plan. And I guess the analogies I give are, think about it, a two-week trip to Europe. Um, you don't plan that two weeks before you go. That's planned six, eight months before you go. Think about a wedding. You know, These aren't things that you just make kind of a whimsical jumps on. So having those conversations up front and early can substantially help out because a person might say, Hey, I want to buy because I heard an ad of, uh, it's only a thousand dollars down. Well, maybe they don't apply for that. Uh, another person might have a lower credit score, um, that if they would have started working on their credit six months ago, they could have raised that and got a better interest rate. So starting conversations earlier than later, consult yourself up. Maybe it's for saving up a little bit more money. Maybe it's for timing it right with your lease. There are so many things that go hand in hand with purchasing a home that yes, having a good realtor, a good loan officer, um, and, and then good support too. You know, you, you want to keep these conversations going and keep it top of mind. Rusty, the bead of sweat that emerged at the beginning of this episode, because you said this is going to be the biggest purchase of my life has now uh, gone away. Uh, I really appreciate you being our guest today. You have given us excellent insights into the home buying process. Uh, can you share with listeners a way to get in contact with you if they have more questions? Yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, you know, I operate out of Omaha, Nebraska. I work for Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, my team name is Insight Omaha Real Estate Group. And you can find us at Facebook backslash uh, insightgrouprealestate.com. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again, Rusty. Appreciate it. Thank you, Julie. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and keep an eye out for more Cashology episodes coming your way soon. 
Investment products are not FDIC insured, not a deposit or other obligation of the bank, not insured by any federal government agency, not guaranteed by the bank, may lose value. This podcast should not be copied or reproduced without permission. Information and statements within this podcast are subject to change without notice. Information and statements in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to constitute investment advice or recommendations. First National Bank of Omaha does not make any representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of any information or statements within this podcast. When making decisions about your financial situation, consult a financial professional for advice. Podcasts are not regularly updated and information may become outdated. Deposit products are offered by First National Bank of Omaha, member FDIC, equal housing lender. The Cashology Podcast, copyright 2021, First National Bank of Omaha. Any views or opinions expressed by Rusty Johnson in this podcast are the views and opinions of Rusty Johnson and do not represent FMBO. Rusty Johnson is not endorsed by FMBO nor affiliated, employed by, or in partnership with FMBO.